Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, what's more kind than joy? And we are going to be talking about the joy of cooking today. And in 1931, Irma Rumbauer wrote and published the first edition of Joy of Cooking, which has gone on to be the most popular American cookbook. Julia Child herself learned to cook from the joy of cooking. And when I got married, we, like most newlyweds, were given our first cookbook as a gift, and it was The Joy of Cooking. For a new generation of cooks comes a brand new edition of America's most trusted, timeless, and essential kitchen Bible that home cooks have relied on for almost 90 years. Joy of Cooking has now been updated and revised by the next generation of Joy family home cooks, Irma Rumbauer's great-grandson, John Becker, and his wife, Megan Scott. It is the first edition to be released since the 75th anniversary edition in 2006, and the first to be fully revised by the Rumbauer-Becker family since 1975. And Megan Scott joins us today. So thank you, Megan, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, what an undertaking this was. And I want to say congratulations because it's just a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful book. But what what was the um, the antithesis maybe for thinking that now was the time to update the iconic classic? And and when I say that, I know that it was almost a decade in the making um, for you and your husband. <laughs> but how, right, how did you yeah. know that it was the right time? Well, um, historically, the book has been updated roughly every 10 years. Um, And so I think when John and I first started working for Joy of Cooking in 2010, we knew that eventually there would be another edition. But at that point, we didn't know enough about the book to really even think in those terms yet. So um, we first started out by just doing a bunch of recipe testing of older recipes in the book. Um, And I think we ended up testing about 1,500 recipes um, and making notes on them and um, figuring out where they had been added in the history of the book and how they had changed over time. Um, and then a couple years after that, we um, helped release an app for iOS. Um, and through that process, uh, we really took the book apart and put it back together. And I think after that was done, we both felt that we had a really firm grasp of what the contents of the book were, how it was put together, a lot of the history of the book. And at that point, we embarked on um, creating a huge outline of the entire book and um, kind of highlighting things that we felt needed to be added, things we felt were outdated, um, anything we thought needed to be fact-checked. And then after we had created that outline, we were ready to do this edition, and that's when we started in earnest. Well, I'll say... At at the time when Joy of Cooking came out in 1931, it really revolutionized the way cookbooks all the way to to this day, I I believe, are are written. It was a new concept, a way that that, that she undertook it. She took a more simple approach, conversational style to cookbooks that had been way more complex. 
And so um, it really caught on with, with the American home cook and how much of that was on your mind, how much of Irma was on your mind while, while you guys were doing this project. Oh, she was on our minds all the time, both she and Marion. Um, you know, I think the reason that John, uh, my husband, even wanted to start working for the family business was because he read something that was written by his grandmother, Marion Rombauer Becker, um, basically saying that she hoped that her her children and their wives would go on to work on the book and keep it um, in the family and that we would only be beholden to um, ourselves and to our readers. And so, you know, we took the history of the book very seriously and we know that Irma's success was because she was so approachable and witty and she really added her personality to the book, um, which was unique at the time. And while we didn't want to try, we did not want to try to um, kind of, uh, imp or, or what am I trying to say? We didn't want to try to um, mimic Irma's voice, um, but we did want to keep it genuine and really personal. And we want people who read this book to feel like someone is there in the kitchen with them, a friendly person who is occasionally cracking a joke and making things a little more lighthearted. Like it's not all so serious. Mm-hmm. Well, I have <clears throat> my uh, cookbook that I that was gifted to me when I got married, sitting right here on the desk and in, in front of me with with the new joy, and uh, it has I think I have the sixth edition that that came out I think in that 1975 was the one that uh, that that we were gifted, and it is yeah. tattered and dirty <laughs> and used and worn and but it is significantly and smaller than than what you and uh, in, that, that you and John did but at the time we thought this was the biggest cookbook in our in our <laughs> kitchen <laughs> but but you have revised it and there's 600 new recipes and more than uh, 4000 of the original favorites were updated and revised so so it's it actually is is a bigger uh, more substantial book than the original. Yeah, it is. It is a bigger book. And um, we also changed the trim size slightly for this edition. So it's um, the same height, but it's um, wider. So when Mm -hmm. you open it, it lays flat on your counter, which is something that I really love. Um, But, you know, I think the uh, as we sort of call it, the space issue is has been a thing for a very long time with this book. You know, Irma and Marion were kind of struggling with, you know, how much can we fit in this book um, and still keep it in one volume. Um, so that's something the family has been dealing with for a really long time. Was it uh, kind of surreal? I'm I, I'm looking at my uh, original Joy, and it says by Irma S. Rumbauer and Miriam Rumbauer Becker, and then next to it mm-hmm. is the new book, and it says Irma S. Rumbauer, Marion Rumbauer Becker, um, Ethan Becker, John Becker, and Megan Scott. So there you are. It's I mean it's official. There I am. <laughs> <laughs> it feels very strange. Um, yeah. It's very it's really cool though. I never would have thought that I would be able to work on something like this and it's a huge huge honor and privilege well since 1931 home cooking has changed and and that's really where you and John wanted to take up how people are are cooking and living and the lifestyles that we're living today versus in 1931 and that is where a lot of the difference lies correct 
Yes, that's right. Even uh, in the past 10 years, there are a lot of changes that we wanted to take into account in this edition. Well, you, you talk about uh, more gluten-free items um, that probably wasn't on anybody's mind back in 1931, more vegetarian and vegan um, recipes. So you, you were really in tune with, with where the, the foodie audience is, is today versus where it was in, in 1931. Yeah, and you know it's interesting. Um we actually we added um three gluten-free bread recipes in particular. And then there are a bunch of, you know, naturally gluten-free recipes in the book. Um but um Marion Becker was she actually struggled with a bunch of allergies. And so in the 1960, I think it's the 1963 edition, she actually includes some recipes um for things that are we they weren't called gluten-free back then, but um she had like I think a rice flour brownie, um some different baked goods that were using alternative flours. So I'm I'm continually surprised at the things that were in this book, even back in the mid-century, um, things that are kind of coming back around now. Yeah. How, how did you know what to update? Did you have to go through each recipe one by one and, and kind of break it down or look at it and, and see how it fit from, from oh, yes. the original to now? <laughs> Yeah, we we absolutely looked at every single recipe. Um, there was literally no stone left unturned. And, you know, sometimes a recipe was perfect the way it was, and so we left it alone. Um, other times we made small changes just to kind of bring the recipe style all into uh, continuity. Um, and then other times we significantly rewrote, or depending on how we tested it, we may have decided to cut the recipe because we felt it wasn't very good or that maybe it was just not as relevant anymore. Um, but yes, we looked at every single word of this entire book and revised it accordingly. How daunting was that? <laughs> it, it had I to mean... be, you were living this for a long time. Eat, breathing, and yes. sleeping, I'm sure. <laughs> Even absolutely, even when we felt that we were ready to undertake this revision and that we had a really good grasp of the book, um, I don't think we could have ever anticipated how much work we would end up putting into this. Um, we have worked on this book nonstop, I mean, seven days a week for um, the past four years about. Um, and before that, we were working on it in, uh, you know, slightly smaller ways. But to revise a book of this size, um, it just takes so much time um, and the research that we put into, you know, all of our um, cooking methods and techniques and ingredient information, we put a ton of research into that. Um, and then there was just the, you know, having to take the time to develop all those recipes and test them and coordinate with recipe testers. Yeah, it took way more time than we ever thought it would. Um, and I think we're both glad that we are done now, but um, it was a really <laughs> and, fascinating process. And still married. <laughs> And still married, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you, you also had the additional pressure that most uh, cookbook authors don't have, and that's taking on an iconic, legendary cookbook that really changed the whole scope <laughs> of yes. American home, home cooking. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's something we thought about continuously while we were doing this revision, um, and John would just 
he likes to tell people he just tried to think, uh, don't mess this up, um, <laughs> you know, because we have a very special relationship with our readers. And, um, you know, over the past 10 years, John and I have actually, in addition to working on this revision, we've been, uh, we've taken over the Joy of Cooking's social media, um, as well as the email associated with Joy of Cooking. So we do receive letters and emails from fans and we hear, you know, when someone has a problem with a recipe, we hear about it. Um, when someone doesn't want us to take something out, we hear about it. So I think we've been in pretty close contact with a lot of Joy readers and we're hoping that that has enabled us to create a, an addition that uh, people will really love. Yeah, that's something that you have. It, it, it could be a, a benefit or a detriment depending on, on, on who's writing you, but Irma didn't have to deal with that instantaneous feedback from people. And with social media, you know right away where people are are feeling on as, as they go through the, the book and the recipes. Yes, absolutely. And one thing that, that Irma did not have that, that you guys have now is this is also available in an ebook. Now that is for a new generation. Yes, it is. It will be available um, in ebook format as well as just a regular book, which is interesting. And I have to be honest, I'm a very, I love physical cookbooks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't mind reading novels and stuff on my Kindle, but uh, when it comes to cooking, I just, there's something about having a book with me that I really love, but I know there are lots of folks who are going to really love the ebook too. You know, there, there are, I'm a physical book type of person too. I like to thumb through it and read it and mark it and dog ear the pages and mm -hmm. highlight and that type of thing. But there are so many people who have just everything on an e-reader and they flip it out and they're much more tech savvy than, than I, but especially <laughs> the, the, the younger generation, they, that's exactly where they're at. So this is the first time anything like that's ever been available for the joy of, of cooking readers. Right. We did have an app that we released. Um, unfortunately, we had to take it off the app store because of this new edition coming out. But um, yeah, this is the first time the book has ever been in ebook format. What are some of the um, things that, that you added that you are most excited about? I, I know there's Chicago deep dish pizza in here that, that you have, but you probably have many, many more things that weren't in the original that, that you want to make sure people know about. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. Um, and it really spans uh, from like the very size of the book being different. And we added um, chapter, um, we added paper cut illustrations to each chapter heading. So that's kind of a, a throwback in a way, because in the original 1931 edition, Irma's daughter, Marion, um, created paper cut illustrations for the beginning of each chapter. Um, so we wanted to bring that back, but we worked with a, an actual, actually, um, the artist is Washington State based, um, and she did an amazing job on those. But we also added um, a fermentation section. So we talk about sauerkraut, half sour pickles, um, kimchi, fermented hot pepper sauce. Um, some of the recipes that I really love um, that are new are the um, olive oil cake. Um, that's been something that I make throughout the year and just serve it with whatever fruit is in season. It's fantastic. Um, we also have, um, let's see, there's a recipe that I love for um, a kale salad. It's called Rachel's Kale and Lentil Salad, and that's 
um, a recipe from a friend of ours, really delicious with kale and um, black lentils and um, pecans and goat cheese. Um, and then there is a kimchi stew that we added that's fantastic. Um, we kind of wanted to link the fermentation section of the book with some of the recipes. So, you know, we uh, cross-reference the kimchi recipe from the kimchi stew, and then we have a sauerkraut soup that, you know, you can make your own or you can buy it. So, um, yeah, there's lots of good stuff in this edition. Yes, there there are so many things. You even have a cocktails and wine and beer Section. Oh, yes. And and I I didn't know this before I started preparing, but I am a huge 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 drinker of Rumbauer wine. So I did oh, not yeah. know that there was a connection there. And then I went to Rumbauer Wines, um, and they actually have on their site pairings of Rumbauer wines to recipes in the cookbook. So uh, I yeah, thought that was right. pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there, we drink a family connection. And we drink a lot of Rumbauer at our house. We are big Rumbauer nice. <laughs> So that was just a little added bonus. So if any of you are out there also big wine drinkers, we love our wine here in Washington, as well as, you know, it, most people, you know, around the world do. But uh, if, if, if you drink Rumbauer or you're interested at all, they have a, a, a pairing on the Rumbauer wine site that's pairs wine with recipes in the book. So uh, I, I thought that was pretty neat. And Irma was big on entertaining and and uh, helping the home cook not only cook uh, a meal for, for her family, but also to entertain. And how has entertaining changed from from her generation to to the new generation? It's probably less formal, I would think. Yes, much less formal, um, although, you know, in spite of, I feel like I hear all the time, oh, millennials aren't cooking, but um, actually millennials really like to host dinner parties and to mm -hmm. get together with people and cook food. So entertaining is definitely still a big part of our lives, but yes, much less formal, much more, um, you know, guest participation, having your friends bring a dish or make a playlist for your party or whatever, uh, bring wine, a bottle of wine. So we definitely, um, we edited the entertaining chapter accordingly. We still have the information about formal dining. So if you really need to know where to put four different forks on your dinner table, we still have that. Um, but we, there's a little less emphasis on it and more on just casual entertaining. And you have in there, you, you kept Irma's um, original gin recipe. And that's, so that's right. still in um, there. <laughs> yeah. So the fascinating story, the first edition was published during Prohibition. And the first recipe in the book was a recipe for a gin cocktail that was basically gin and juice. Um, and our theory is that it was her way of trying to make bathtub gin uh, more palatable. So we, we kept the recipe, but thankfully better quality gins are available now. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my, my, Let's see. He would have been my great uncle. He was a rum runner here in Seattle during oh, really? Prohibition, and he actually went to um, prison <laughs> because he got oh, caught. Wow. Um, but oh, uh, but uh, he only had to go for one year because then they repealed Prohibition, and then they let right. everybody who was over at that time they were on McNeil Island, and so then they let him out. But uh, he was always when he'd come around the family gatherings, we'd be like, you know, he he was one of those rum runners. 
Connor, you know, he was kind of iconic <laughs> in our family, you know, and of course, our family didn't like to talk about it because, you know, it wasn't mysterious or, or, uh, or kind of glamorous to them. They didn't ever want to, you know, it was like, we don't right. talk about that. That was a horrible, awful thing, you know, but us kids were like, oh, he's a little bit of a bad boy. So, so I, yeah, I understand where, <laughs> where she was coming with that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, and um, so not only do you have the cocktails and wine and beer, but you talk about coffees and teas, salads, sandwiches, egg dishes, fruits and vegetables. I mean, it is truly just, I mean, it, you've tried to answer everything people can, can think of. And it, it looks so much like the original, but there's just more, more to it. More to love. <laughs> More to love, exactly, exactly, and it's going to be available um, wherever, of course, books are sold, and it makes a, such a wonderful gift. Like I said, we got ours when we were uh, newlyweds, and it was a wedding gift, and I still have the inscription in the book from the people who gave it to us, and um, it, and, and they said, uh, I hope you enjoy this book as much as we have enjoyed our copy. Happy cooking for years oh, to so come. Nice. And uh, oh, 1985. <laughs> so uh, th this will be passed on to new generations. And, and I really do feel like millennials are cooking. And, and I've heard that same thing that they're not. But um, especially around Seattle, I see a much younger demographic in the spice stores and the kitchen stores and um, walking through Pike Market and getting fresh vegetables. And there is this connection that, that they want um, that many of us grew up with uh, where somebody, the grandmother or the mother or, or even the father was, was cooking in the home and, and they are tapping back into that. And so to have these, these, um, this information and these materials handy and ready for them and for you to speak to that audience. I, I think you were right with, with now was, was the time to um, revise it and, and, and update it a little bit and, and, and tweak it for, for the, the younger people who are showing an interest in, in cooking now. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what we wanted to do. Well, you did a really good job with it, and it's a beautiful book, and it's already being um, pre-sold, but it comes out on November 12th, and you'll be able to get it wherever books are sold, and I give uh, cookbooks for uh, graduation presents, birthday presents, uh, holiday gifts, um, it just, I, I think it's, it's never a bad time to give uh, to give cookbooks as a gift because people love them and it's something that not everybody is always getting. You can always pair it with maybe some gin and then tell people the oh, yes. Irma's story about the gin and, and hand her the book. So congratulations <laughs> to you and John. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. And the the joy of cooking, it was really, uh, it's, it's a joy to own the book. It's a joy to own the uh, revised and updated version, and it was really a joy to talk with you. So I, I'm really excited that, that you were able to come on and, and share with us today. Thank you so much. It was delightful to be on your show. All right. The book is called Joy of Cooking, and it's available at Forever Books Are Sold. And this one is the trusted kitchen classic for a new generation, Joy of Cooking. And we'll be right back.